to the Insurance Business Babes podcast, where we show you how we've grown our insurance and related businesses through talking about what works for us, what didn't work, and will help you grow your own business through our struggles and our successes. This show is owned by CMED LLC and hosted by Kathy Klein and Joanna Wickoff. And now let's get busy. Joanna, I'm so glad to see you again. Me too. I love this. Yeah, me too. I'm having a good time. And for the for the listeners, we just um, we're we're basically we're recording a few interviews before we release these, so that if you want to listen to more than one, you can. And I just got the first draft of our artwork back today. Joanna, Ooh, I saw it. Fancy. I think it looks like you, but I don't think mine looks like me. All right, let me go back and look. Hold on. We're going to have to have him. I have to send him some new pictures because I only have one picture of me with my new haircut. And uh, so I'm going to have to take some selfies and send it to him so it can look more like me. I mean, it's pretty good. He's a really good artist. He is. And yours looks spot on, I think. Mine mine looks like 100 pounds lighter. (laughs) You look great. Oh, thank you. I mean, it looks like your pictures, so, you know, I think it, it looks good. So he anyway. got my eyes, yeah, so. Yeah, go. I think maybe he just gave you too strong of a jaw. Something, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take some more pictures, send it to him. And plus, I mean, I do have white in my hair, but my hair's not, like, totally white. Now he, he made you 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. So I'm gonna tell, ask him, tell him it's blonde. <laughs> I'm going to tell him it's blonde and, uh, and have him make a few changes and see what he does. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? So today I wanted to talk about you and I wanted to talk about your journey in Medicare. Um, I've known you for several years and I just discovered recently what a technology wizard you were. Um, I, I like I got a peek behind the curtain and I'm like, oh, my God, she's the smartest technology wizard in the insurance space. And nobody knows this. It's my little secret. <laughs> well, do you know why I'm a technology? I'm, I'm not like a technology wizard. I do know a lot of tech and I use a lot of tech, but I'll tell you a secret. You want to know why and why yeah, I do. Okay, so do you know, you want to know a secret why I do so much with technology? I want to know all your secrets. Uh, because I'm lazy and I don't like to do a lot of work. So, Amen, sister. <laughs> so, so I like to do work on the front end so I don't have to do work on the back end. And so that's why I learned all this tech. This is why I learned SEO so I can get leads coming into me that I don't have to pay for. And I have like systems set up. So... I don't have to call people back a million times, mm-hmm. but that's, that's why I'm good at tech. And we can talk about that later, but, okay. um, but yeah. So tell me how you got into the industry. So it was 2000, I think it was 2014 when I first got my, uh, my, my first contract with Medicare. Mm-hmm. But basically what happened was my husband, who's 20 years older than me was turning 65 and he was starting to get what I call the Medicare mail, you know, the four inch stack of Medicare mail. And because I was a finance, I know it's crazy because I was a financial advisor. He said, can you help me with this? And I said, 
you know, and I really don't know anything about Medicare. I mean, I'm licensed. I can sell you a Medigap plan, but I don't really know anything. And so I really think you should talk to somebody who knows something about it. And so, so he reached into the bottom of the stack, pulled out the first guy who had sent him a card and invited him to our home in San Diego. And the guy came over, sold him the plan F, which is what my husband wanted. And at the end of the conversation said, do you take any drugs? And my husband said, no. And so the guy who was sitting in our living room said, you don't need a drug plan. I know. I know. And I didn't know any better. My husband didn't know any better. He said, you don't take any drugs. You don't need a drug plan. So that was thing one. Now we didn't realize the error until five years later. I'm at my dad's house in Alaska. And my dad had Parkinson's at the time. and was taking all these medications. And, you know, I'm a financial advisor, so I'm pretty bold about asking people about money, right? And I'm thinking pretty selfishly, wait a minute, we're 20 years difference. All these meds probably cost something. So I asked my stepmother, how much do you think these meds cost? And she says, well, they don't cost me much because of our state sponsored retirement plan. And I said, well, what do you think it would cost if you didn't have a state sponsored retirement plan? Because remember, I'm thinking selfishly for me, like, uh, you know, what, what it would cost. So I'm thinking selfishly, what would all this cost? And she says, I don't know, maybe 5,000 a month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 5,000 a month, Joanna. Like, I did a good retirement plan for us, but I was not counting on 60000 a year in drugs. And so when I got home, I started researching and I found that there was a, a plan in our area for $16 a month. And I'm like, well, let's get them signed up. Well, guess what? AEP was over, right? And so I couldn't sign them up. And I started doing a lot of research and found out about this penalty that he was going to have. And you know about the penalty, right, Joanna? Mm-hmm. You yeah. are a social security Medicare 1% penalty for every month, right? It's crazy. And so I did some math and I'm like, okay, well, $16 times 1% times five years, not, not that bad. And then I found out it's not based on the drug plan you buy. Right. It's a based on the benchmark. And the benchmark. And I, I call the benchmark the average like the mm-hmm. average. But so now we pay more in, in penalties than we do for the drug plan. Mm-hmm. And like we double. will forever. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. It was and, like a 20 some dollar a month permanent penalty that you get charged. It's it's dumb. And I, I think just, we're paying $35 in penalty. I mean, we're paying. Probably could be. Yeah. We're paying a lot. And so I got mad and I started researching Medicare. I'm like, oh my gosh this is so complicated. It's so complicated. I'm thinking, I have a freaking finance degree. I've been a financial advisor for more than 20 years at the time. I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure it out. And so that's why, because I was like, this is so complicated. That's why I started doing it. I started doing all this research. And Joanna, why did they make it so, why did they say plan A and part A? Right. Plan B, 
Part B. They should have given a different. They should have given a different criteria, like different names. Like, like it's confusing. Plan one. Right. I was so confused and I was a financial advisor. And then finally, when I figured it out, I'm like, my clients must be totally confused. So that's when I started selling Medicare. Uh My first year, I think I sold two policies. Me too. (laughs) Yep. Two or three policies. And and I was in danger because I was working. I'm not going to say any company names, but I was working. I had contracted. My upline told me I had to contract with the big gorilla of our industry for MedSup. Mm. not Medicare Advantage. We're talking about MedSup. Now, I did not know this at the time, but they will they will kill your contract if you do not sell five policies a year. Mm. And if yes, you do that two, two years in a row, you're killed for life. Oh, they will wow. not take you back. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So I got a letter from them saying that they were going to... Um, I wasn't going to be able to sell any policies and I wasn't going to be able to get commission on the policies that I earned. And I had to sell at least two or three more policies before the end of the year. And I was freaking out because I was still a full-time financial advisor at the time. I'd never heard of them canceling your contract for life. I've never heard of that before. Oh, I was freaking out. So anyway, my broker, I, I wound up getting that solved. But anyway, that was why I got into the business. I got into the business because my husband basically, excuse my language, got screwed. Uh-huh. And that's why that's why I did it. And so I started getting more and more interested in it. And, you know, I thought, you know what? I could do this. And so a couple of years, uh, let's see, what year was it? 2015, I stopped taking new financial planning clients. So I, I got contract, you know, I got my first contract in 2014, 2015, I stopped taking new financial planning clients. And then in 2020, I retired completely from financial planning and I started nice. just doing Medicare. So that's, that's just my, a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. It wow. wasn't overnight, you know, yeah. it wasn't overnight, but I didn't quit my job and not have an income. Although when I did, so here's the thing, I was not making anywhere near what I was making as a financial advisor. Mm. And I told my husband when I was ready to leave um, the company that I was with, I said, honey, I want to leave, you know, I want to leave financial advising. Mm -hmm. And so can we, I said, I think it's going to take like two years Mm -hmm. to, to get my income back up to where it is now. Uh I said, can you support me for two years? He said, okay. And then I said, you know, my, my assistant that I have, well, we need to support her too. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, so he agreed to fund me. Yeah, he, he agreed to fund me. And that's sort of how I got started. Cause then I could just focus Uh on Medicare and that's, that's what I did. So, and now he's reaping the rewards. He is reaping the rewards. Yeah. Now his, you're his sugar mama. <laughs> I am his sugar mama. Yeah. Although he makes pretty good. I mean, he he's retired, but yeah, he has a pension he's, stuff. He's mm-hmm. yeah, he's got all that. But um, but yeah. So the first thing that I did was I joined BNI. Are you familiar with BNI? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm familiar. I've heard of them. I know that they meet 
crazy early in the morning, usually seven o'clock, and you have to get like elected in. Like it's not like you could anybody could just join, right? Like there has to be a health insurance seat open. Yes, there has to be a seat open. And it's not health insurance. I did not join under health insurance. Oh. I joined under Medicare insurance. Okay. Okay. So there was already a health insurance guy in our BNI. Oh. And I had known about BNI because I was a financial advisor. And as a financial advisor, you can never join a BNI because that spot is always taken. Okay. So usually financial advisors wind up starting BNIs. Mm. So anyway, usually financial advisors start BNIs. But now that I was selling Medicare insurance, almost all of the BNIs in my, na- in my area in San Diego at the time had an opening. And so I talked with the sort of head of the San Diego BNI group. And I said, what do you think? And he said, yeah, I think you should, you should do it. Of course he said that because that's how he got paid by, by the members, right? And so I went to three or four different BNIs because they're all different. I went to three or four of them and they all have different personalities. And I joined the BNI that I liked. And so... I thought it was going to take me two years to break even because in BNI, a lot of people exchange leads amongst themselves. Like there's a chiropractor in the group. Mm -hmm. You go see that chiropractor. There's a dentist. You go see Mm -hmm. that dentist. And I'm like, these people are all young. They are Mm -hmm. not going to sell themselves Medicare through me. Right. And in addition to that, there was already a health insurance guy. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was going to be mad at me. Mm -hmm. And he turned out to be my best referral source. Wow. The group insurance guy. And then there was another gal that I did not think was going to do anything for me. Have you ever heard of Arbonne? Mm-mm. It's a, it's like Mary Kay. Oh, okay. So she was an Arbonne rep. And, and at the time as a financial advisor, I could not do multi-level marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, you can't do that. That's a prohibited activity. And so when she wanted to meet with me, BNI people, they do these one-on-ones with everybody in the group. So, you know, you, you're meeting once a week, but then in the, meet, in, the, in the rest of the week, you're meeting independently with one or two BNI members to get to know them better. Okay. And so she approached me and said, do you want to get together? And I said, first of all, look at me. I don't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I can't do MLM. And I said to her, you know, I don't wear makeup and I can't do MLM, but I'm more than happy to meet with you because in my financial planning practice, I might have the opportunity to refer you people who want to do a home-based business, sure, especially for tax purposes, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we met, you know, she referred me to a networking group that I am still getting business from today. You never know. You never know where the referrals are going to come from. Oh my gosh. So you cannot be, you, you cannot have preconceived notions in this business because you just don't know. And I can tell you one thing because of that networking group that she referred me to, and it's a senior only, it's for people who deal with seniors. Mm -hmm. So it's assisted living communities, it's home health agencies, it's, um, people who do real estate with senior, you know, all of these mm-hmm. people in that industry. I wound up starting my own like networking group where we met once a month and it, we, you know, I would still do the others, but mm-hmm. I would also do these and it really helped my business. And I don't, 
I think that every Medicare agent out there should meet other people that sell to the same people they're selling to and work together. It, you might not get business right away. It might take a year or two, but you know what? Once you start getting business, once they understand what you do and you understand what they do, that's an easy way. You just, you have to put the time in though. I agree. Yeah. I started doing that, um, uh, AP 2021, I was building my own little B&I in my backyard here, and I went and got a home health care agency, a palliative care doctor, you know, and uh, we were meeting. And, and uh, so my idea was it's harder for me to get into places as an insurance agent, right? But if you go in as a resource group, which we were, so we got into senior centers as a resource group. You know, I would have like one of the providers doing diabetes education or something, right? And we we were getting called left and right, you know. And I was at events with Medicare agent tables only sitting right next to me, but they wanted to talk to us because I had nurses there. I had doctors there. I had a financial advisor there. I had, you know, and um, I'm still friends with the group fell apart when I got COVID and one of the my co-captains got crazy on me. Um, but one of the providers and I are starting another business. Yeah. That's so cool. See, and that's the way to do it. Uh -huh. These are things that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. Um, but you, you spend time on it and it pays off for years afterwards. Yeah. One of the reasons I like this business, Joanna, and I don't know why you got in, uh, as far as financially, I love the fact that it's an annuity. Uh -huh. You know, you do the work once and you're going to get paid for an average of, I think, seven years. Uh -huh. Every, I think the average contract lasts like seven years or something like that. I, I heard that somewhere. For MedSup, yeah. And then what about Medicare Advantage? That's probably got a higher oh. turnover. <laughs> Medicare Advantage, as long as you sell them a product and they like your face and you stay contracted. So like, you know. My very, my first client died a month later. I told you that story. Her friend who I wrote December, 2017 is still my client today. And it's July, 2023. So, I mean, as long as you do right by them and have all the products in your toolbox, you know, it's possible uh, to have a client for their entire life. You know, now if you don't reach out to the client for advantage and, plans change, you don't tell them about the changes and you don't sell them a drug plan, you know, um, they, they, they get marketed to every, everybody's continuing to market on them, not just age 65. And, you know, there's bells and whistles on all these advantage plans. So you have to stay connected to your book of business, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about supplement plans. Yeah. You know, and I do both. I do advantage and I do supplements. Mm -hmm. Advantage is definitely a smaller part of my business. Uh -huh. um, but it's still a substantial, it's still a substantial income that I earn on the advantage side, but we do birthday reviews. Um, we reach out of course, before and during AEP to our uh -huh. clients and, you know, the, and we do a newsletter. So we do a monthly newsletter. We reach out the month of their birthday and we reach out in September to start gathering the data that we need in order to do the, either the drug plan or the Medicare Advantage reviews. And then we reach out, you know, during, during AEP. 
So, and a lot of that that I've done is automated. You didn't have to do it yourself. You didn't have to call all hundreds of your clients yourself. (laughs) So that's what most agents think. Most agents say, Joanna, I don't have time to call four or 500 clients myself multiple times throughout the year. That'll take days. And I said, you need some some help. So you want to know a secret about what we do? So we do email. Yes, we email. But on top of that, we do voicemail drops. Oh, voicemail drops. I have an idea. I'm not, I don't do it myself, but one of my mentors, um, the Michael McCormick has talked many times about it. Okay. So voicemail drops, and we also use them in our daily business too, not just for Mm -hmm. AEP. And you have to be careful with voicemail drops because you, you can't use them with people, I mean, th- there's definitely laws around voicemail drops. We mm. only use them with existing clients. We do not use okay. voicemail drops with prospects at all. Okay. Only existing clients. So basically how they work is I record a message mm-hmm. and that message goes to voicemails of our clients. And we we do have to send them during the client's hours. Yes. So I've got, I've got um, clients in, I don't know, 15 states. Mm-hmm. So we can't send a voicemail at 5 a.m. to California because mm-hmm. sometimes those voicemail drops, the phone does ring. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the phone to ring. Nobody's there. They see it's you because we we have our phone number listed as the caller ID. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it will make a noise. It will ring. So you do have to send it. And when clients ask me, I tell them, I say, yeah, that, you know, that's a voice. I, I don't lie to my clients if they ask me about that because I don't say a name. I say, hi, this is Kathy. I'm just calling to remind you. Blah, I blah, love blah, it. Blah, blah. But you're right. That's a TCPA law where it has to be during normal business hours. For, I think it's like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Even if it wasn't a law, I wouldn't. I would. I would not want to wake my client up. At right. I don't want to get woken up. <laughs> I have my phone turned off. It does not ring. So mm-hmm. you, you know, I because I I don't want people accidentally calling me or texting me or whatever. So my phone doesn't make noise between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. I like so it. I'm, I'm basically unreachable during that time. But yeah, so voicemail drops is one of the ways that I use technology. Mm-hmm. And I love voicemail drops. We mm-hmm. also have a, a series of voicemail drops that we leave after we get a brand new client mm-hmm. saying, hey, are you having any problem? You know, did you get your card? I love it. Do you have any problems? And then they they call back, you know, and, and they let us know if there's if there's an issue or, or if they don't let us know, at least they appreciate the fact that you called mm-hmm. them. The check-in. That's right. So we do check-ins uh, with the voicemail drops and we do, you know, we, we do things like that. That's one of my, my tech. So let me ask you this. If you didn't start that and you've been a ghost to some of your clients for a couple of years, how would you restart? How would you start it? Would you call somebody from four years ago and say, Hey, it's Kathy. You might not know me. <laughs> That's tough because I've always kept it. Remember, I was I a financial advisor before yeah. and, and I've always kept it. But let's, let's brainstorm this. How would you start that back up? I think what I might do 
is start with an email. Like if, if you've totally ghosted them, I would start with an email. If you have their email information, just say, hey, I know it's been a while. I'm just checking in on you. Is everything okay? You know, it's it's been several years since we've spoken. It might be time for us to review your account. I like that. And, yeah. And you could also do that in a voicemail. And now in a voicemail, if you haven't talked to them in a while, they're not going to recognize your voice. Exactly. And they might not recognize your phone number. Or your name. They might not even know who their agent is anymore. <laughs> yeah. So what you might want to do is say, hey, this is, uh, let's just say, Hey, this is Susie Smith. And I know it's been so long since we've spoken, but I'm your insurance agent that helps you with Medicare. And I, like I just that. wanted to let you know that I'm still here and it's been so long. I really think it's time to review your account. I like so give that. me a call back and my number's blah, 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 blah. Or if mm -hmm. you prefer, you can text me at blah, 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 or you can email me at blah, blah, blah. That is brilliant. I hope to hear back from you, you know, and just. Just like, don't say, oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't called you. I mean, uh -huh. you, you need to be upbeat about it. Hey, you uh -huh. know, it's been a while. What's going on? You know, uh -huh. hey, it's time for us to talk again. Now, if it's sure. been 10 years, you're probably out of luck. This is like a cold call. Yeah. So, I love it. But if it's, you know, if it's been four years, I think you're probably still okay. But I, I don't know what the laws are on voicemail drops. I think there's laws on the fact that you have to have like an ongoing relationship with them. So I'd be careful with that. Okay. We'll look it up. Tell the listeners and viewers in our next. So you podcast. don't think that the ongoing relationship is that they're on your book of business? Like if I, I never change my USAA policy, am I still not their customer? I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Yeah, me either. But I do remember reading something about it, which made me realize that we can't just voicemail drop everybody. Okay. It's got to be like an ongoing relationship. It's been a while since I looked at the rules, Sure. but when I first set it up, I'm like, we need to follow these rules really strictly mm -hmm. so that we don't get into trouble because you can get a big fine. Has anybody ever complained to you that uh, they don't like your voicemail? Nope. Good. Nope. And here's, here's the thing. We record every call. Mm -hmm. Okay. My calendar is usually booked when I'm working. I don't work every, mm -hmm. I mean, I do work every day. I don't take appointments every day sure. and I don't work on the weekends, but I'm booked. And so people get like emails from me telling me about their appointment because my calendar is also automated. Mm -hmm. Any, anybody can schedule an appointment with me mm -hmm. if they have my link. Right. Mm -hmm. And so usually they're going to get an emails, depending on how long ago they scheduled. If they scheduled three months ago, they're going to start getting emails two weeks before our meeting. Okay. If they scheduled a week ago, they're going to get an email two days before our appointment, the day of our appointment, an hour before the appointment. I like and it. I have to tell you, my no-show rate has gone down significantly mm -hmm. because of that. Now, if I call somebody and they don't answer, mm -hmm. first thing I do is I send them an email. Mm -hmm. I don't leave a message. You know why I don't leave a message? Why? Because all calls will be recorded. If you don't want to be recorded, please let me know. We do not offer every planning. Your That is recorded on my outgoing messages. Okay. So I, I can't leave a message because... They haven't consented. They, well, no, they're going to get that recording. Oh, <laughs> I see. 
they're going to get that recording and that is going to be a terrible experience for them. So, mm. so first thing I do is I send an email. And then the second thing I do call drop, I have a call drop. Hey, we have an appointment right now. I just left you a mess. You know, I just left you an email. Please mm-hmm. call me back. And so that's a voicemail drop that I drop in. I love it. It's already done. Yeah. And so I go in and I drop that. And 99% of the time they call me back. So that's another technology. You know, I hate this recording stuff that we have to do. Know. You know, it's 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 just ridiculous. It makes it so hard to interact with people. How many times have you had somebody hang up while you're saying that? So nobody hangs up on me like that because I always tell them. Like, if you call my phone right now, I'm going to say, hey, Kathy, you called my personal cell phone. I have to call you back on my recorded line. Uh, It's going to be another 678 number, okay? And they say, okay. People are used to recorded lines now. I just tell them. I was like, you know, the government, they like to micromanage me. (laughs) But it's not just the recording. It's the disclaimer we have to say within 60 seconds of the call. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I'm not going to say that. So I just have it recorded. I, You know, I use... Ring central, mm-hmm. and when they answer, it starts. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't happen a lot, but a couple of times people hang up, and then I send them a text and I say, You know, that was me. We have an appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so yeah, I'm pretty technical. I mean, I use a lot of technology that we haven't even talked about. Yep. And that's sort of my journey now. I I no longer advertise. Mm. I was advertising in the magazine that my community puts out because I live in a 55 and older community and I'm well known in the community. I get a lot of referrals inside that community. I run the Facebook group and we have about 5,000 members. I tell every agent to start their own Facebook group in their community. The thing is though, is that I was a little bit nervous when I started it because I'm also seen as the bad guy sometimes Mm -hmm. because I'm the one that comes in and says, Hey, you guys, you have to be nice in this group. Mm-hmm. You can't be mean to each other and blah, blah, blah. So every, like once every three or four months, I'm coming in and I'm chastising our members because yep. remember, I live in a 55 and older. So, you know, it's a lot of get off my lawn kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Your dog pooped. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is exactly <laughs> what happens. And I have to come in and say, that's not what this group is about. And so, you know, sometimes people think I'm mean and, yeah. and we have other Facebook groups and honestly, they talk smack about me in yeah. the other Facebook I know how group. it is. I know how it is. I got talked smack last night about me in another Facebook group. <clears throat> oh, funny. And it hurts my feelings and everything, yeah. but you know what? I can, I can deal with you it. You can't please everybody. You can't. You really, really can't. And so you just have to know what your standards are. Yeah. And live up to your own standards and, and just deal with that. Something I learned. Yeah. Something I learned is nobody is going to talk more trash about you than someone who's doing less than you. <laughs> right. So, yeah. oh, you want to admin this group and answer hundreds of questions a day for free, right? You want to be a volunteer, a permanent volunteer in the community? Have at a guy. It's usually the person who's never helped anybody in the group it, that has the loudest mouth. I just experienced that today. I was like, this person's made zero comments to help anybody in my group bashing me in another group. He was in my inbox. So that's one of my rules in my group. So I do have a lot of rules, just like there's a lot of rules in my community to live here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rules in my Facebook group, more rules than Facebook allows in their rules section. So uh-huh. I, have a, I have a PDF copy. 
of it that people can download. And once a year or so, I get together with all the moderators and we talk about what rules we should update. But one of the rules is if you talk smack about me or any of my moderators in another group, you're immediately kicked out. And I have like people that send me screenshots, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to say anything in the group because they don't want to get kicked out of the other groups either, Uh but they send me screenshots and then I just remove the people and block them from the group. If they don't want to be in my group, they don't have to be, (laughs) I mean, and they can start their own group, right? Right. I agree with you. Everyone who's listening to this, everyone who's watching this should start a Facebook group for their community. And over time you will get leads from it. And so what I have is a notification, I forget what they call it, a moderation alert Uh for the word Medicare. Uh And anytime anybody mentions the word Medicare, I get a notification. Uh And if if it needs me to answer it, I'll answer it. I'll be one of the people that answer it. If it's just well, my doctor takes Medicare, then I'm not obviously going to say anything to that. But if it's, oh, you know, I'm having a problem with my Medicare drug plan. Do you know what I can do? And instead of having 20 people who don't know what they're talking about, (laughs) you know, give advice, I'll come in and I'll, I'll give advice. I'll say, here's what you can do. Or I will say, if you, if you want, you can, I don't really use it to solicit is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be helpful. So Anyway, that's my story. I love it. I love it. You are an innovator. A lot of agents, I watch them sit there and say, I have a problem. I have a problem. And they don't go trying to solve the problem. You know, I think in this business, especially being self-employed in any business, you have to be willing to find the solutions, right? And that's what you've done. You've found technology ways to solve your problem. You've taught many others, including myself, about some technology programs to solve my problems. So I thank you for that. You're welcome. And I'm definitely willing to help people. Joanne, before we say goodbye, tell everybody how to reach you and what you do. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) What do you do? Because you work mostly with agents. I do. I I am an agent, but I also mentor many agents around the country. We're in 46 states now. I just got asked to take an agent in Hawaii, so I guess that might be 47. <laughs> but I mentor Medicare agents around the country. You know, I know what it's like to be lost and scared and not know what to do. So I, I try to teach people uh, the how to damn do it. That's what I like to call it. Um, how to reach me best way is email agency, A-G-E-N-C-Y, <laughs> at, <laughs> at topflightagent.com. Uh, the best way to reach me. Um, and tell me what you need. And then also we, we are both admins, moderators on Medicare Mentors Media Facebook group. If you're an insurance agent, you do have to be licensed to join our group. Um, cause a lot of what we talk about is agent use only. Um, but yeah, come find us and, uh, chop it up. That's great. Yeah. And I love being in your group. So thank you. And I'll tell the listeners and viewers what I do. So I am a licensed insurance agent. I am still in that business, but I also have a directory for other insurance agents. I got tired of giving all my leads to my upline for states that I didn't want to get licensed in. And so I started the the, um, directory, certifiedmedicareagents.com. And we have a free directory listing 
You do have to pay for the contact information, but the good news is you can read what the consumer says so you can make sure it's a great, valid lead. 90% of the leads close. And so you can upgrade if you'd like. We do have paid listings as well. But my recommendation to you is join at the free bronze level first. There are no other directories to my knowledge that have a free listing. So certifiedmedicareagents.com is my help to other insurance agents who sell Medicare. Thanks so much for for joining again. This was yes, awesome. Yes, thank you. And I can't wait to see you again. Awesome. Thank you. Have to a good day. To the listener, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.